Hey. Wow. Hey. Hey. It's the two of them. Hey. Here we is. Here we see. What? Oops. Oh, what's up? We're sharing headphones, just like <laughs> me and Jay did, and we're going to rip each other's ears out. Oh, great. Yeah. You know, the one thing I have thought about you two is that you each have probably too many ears. <laughs> That's sort of your main shortcoming is that you too, have too, too many, many if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> so if you could each have zero, I think that would be a little bit just better aesthetically. Just like no. a shark? Just like ear slits? I'm really, slits? I'm really glad that we've gotten Don't to the point in our friendship where you can uh, <laughs> just sort of call us out. Oh, there there goes my headphone. There, <laughs> and there goes my ear. Okay, bye. Okay. Well, problem is that the luckily cider you won't is have to hear me anymore. Too far away. Oh yeah, that is far away. There you go. I'm trying to adjust it. Nah. How's are you still in Montana? We're in Montana. We can't escape. The big sky, the big sky country. And we're talking ah. to and we're staying with all of Becca's relatives. It's going really well. Thanks for asking. No who, stress at uh, all. Who we love and aren't triggering at all. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. I mean are the first they, part's true. Are they a little red hatty? Yeah, I haven't Aww. actually seen any MAGA, but I felt it. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a little rough. Um, so you, gonna... you drove from Philadelphia to Montana? Yeah, so we went to How Niagara was that Falls. With a... Oh, very no good. Baby. No baby. Good. Oh, did you put them in a UPS box and ship them off to Oregon? <laughs> yeah, I'm actually Amtrak. <laughs> Mm. Amtrak to ship Amtrak box. Actually, oh, we okay. shipped him media mail. He technically counts as a graphic novel. <laughs> oh, well, if you just throw a book in there with him, then you get that special rate. <laughs> they don't really check it. <laughs> yeah. They say they do, but... You know? Yeah. Yeah, it was only 15 bucks. He's only like 30 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> him, and, him and the cat are in Hillsboro, Oregon. Ah, very good. The cat made it to Hillsboro, but did get out in the airport yeah. while very high on tranquilizers. Yeah. <laughs> so we were oh. sad to miss wandering that. the airport bathroom. <laughs> oh well, a crazy drunk. You know who among us can say that we haven't been there? You know, yeah, duty free. He <laughs> <laughs> got those duty free tranks. <laughs> oh yeah, obviously. <laughs> those airport bathrooms are not duty free. Let me tell you. <laughs> It's very stupid. Hey, it's a podcast. It's welcome to Think Outside the Box Set, everybody. Hey, thanks for listening and downloading. It's season five. And... We're listening to a new artist for season five. We're listening to ABBA. A B B A. Very good. But one of the B's is backwards. Mm. It is. Yeah. It's it's kind of an intro. It really makes you think. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So because this is the first episode of the season, let's introduce our show a little bit. It's a podcast where we listen to an artist's back catalog and we discover how to appreciate it or what to appreciate of it. It's got to be an artist that we haven't really listened to before yes like yeah really like we've we can only have heard like you know tops like one of their albums but definitely not like their whole discography because that's what we're right. doing on this show 
Yeah. So like ABBA is a great example because most people have heard Dancing Queen, Mamma Mia, and maybe a few other songs, but not that many people, and certainly not the two of us, have listened to entire ABBA albums. Yeah. Even though they're one of the best-selling artists of all time. Yeah. So we want to dig deep and discover why are they so popular, what makes them compelling, and can we learn to appreciate it, or are we just going to fail in our efforts and just get mad at them like we did for other artists? <laughs> for every artist not so far. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think ABBA is like one of those artists where, well, we've had a little bit of this in past seasons, but really with ABBA, we have a sense that we're really, really going to like ABBA. Yeah. Even though people... Well, that's what you said about T-Pain. Well, yeah. <laughs> but people kind of shit on ABBA, I think, and like dismiss it, especially I think uh, in, in our post-Mamma Mia, the movie world, like people dismiss oh, yeah. ABBA as like sort of silly and corny and cheesy. And uh, everything I've heard of ABBA, I basically love um, uh, mm-hmm. prior to recording <laughs> this. Um, so like, I still feel like... <laughs> like that a little peak? Uh, I feel like I might become a huge fan of ABBA. Yeah. Well, so let's introduce ourselves. I'm Nathan Hunt. And I'm Cameron DeWitt. And I'm a dancing queen. <laughs> you sure are. <laughs> That's honey. right, right? Did I do it right? <laughs> she's she's Nina Pretty Ballerina. <laughs> the best who's also you've a dancing ever seen. Queen. <laughs> yes. Aww. I'm Becca DeWitt. Yeah. It's Borat's wife. Hey. <laughs> yeah. We got a special guest, everybody. From the wilds of Montana, she strides. <laughs> she comes striding. out of the woods <laughs> and up to the microphone yeah. and tells us about ABBA. Literally and politically. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, Becca's been um, on the show once before. She was on our um, Garth holiday special. Yeah, a very Garth Xmas. Very or, Garth sorry, Xmas. Garth Xmas. Garth. Yeah. Welcome back. Um, Thank you. It's good to be yeah. back. Welcome back. It's good to talk to you. How did you like ABBA? How did you do it? You know, I, I, there was definitely a lot in it that was annoying to me, but I'm really excited because I think all of the other artists that have been covered in the show so far have been kind of a bummer in different ways. And it's really hard to feel bummed out by ABBA. It's easy to be annoyed sometimes, but it's real hard to be, it's real hard to be like bummed out. So I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. They're very, well, they're very positive musically, very like fun to listen to. They just like, I mean, I listened to his album and I was just like, man, this is making me happy. I just <laughs> am happy listening to this music, which is a weird feeling for me. I don't know. I don't remember the last time I was happy. That's weird. <laughs> Do you guys remember being happy? Oh no, Nathan's getting manic. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to crash halfway through this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. ABBA really puts me on a, on a, fuck, what do they call it? Like a, a man, an episode, a manic episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always, I don't know. I always got the impression. I never really like thought about ABBA or investigated them very much. I just got the impression that they were scorned by like serious music lovers, that they were fake or phony in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like like some sort of seventies version of Hanson or One Direction. Oh or something. yeah, they they got a lot of um, energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, side note, I do hear that Hanson is better than a lot of people give them credit for. So maybe I've we have to listen to them at some point. Oh, I've also idea. heard that Cameron yeah. looks a lot like two of the brothers from Hanson. So well, 
believe everything you hear. <laughs> Cameron Hansen is his, <laughs> is his, his birth name. His, uh, he was <laughs> Cameron Nay Hansen. Um, his, his married name is DeWitt. Uh, yeah. so I always I like, pants. sort of thought that was a, yeah, <laughs> I, I know somebody who DNA. took his wife's <laughs> life's, his wife's, uh, his wife's family name. So cool for him. I mean, that's good. Uh, fuck. What was I going to say? Oh yeah. They're like the What's dancing last name band. Butt but, but kiss or something. But kiss. <laughs> 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 yes. And his new last name is Dixon. So it's a real <laughs> step up in the world. <laughs> Uh, Should we talk about ABBA a little bit? (laughs) Maybe. I don't have. I don't have much. I always. I don't have much to say about them. It's really okay. Well, I have a few things because it's just it's so weird to me that people thought that they were phony or like not for serious music lovers because they write most of their own songs and they're playing at least some of the instruments that's on this album. Yeah. And so it's like the production is incredible. Like. Oh, just it's so on a, good. on a sonic level, even just listening through Spotify on a sonic level, like you're listening, you're playing Sonic while you're playing it. Yeah. <laughs> it would make good Sonic background music. Yeah. Probably. I was playing Sonic, eating chili dogs, collecting yeah. rings. Sonic, like I do pretty ballerina. <laughs> and, uh, call for it. Um, and God damn it. What was I <laughs> um, yeah, it just, it sounds really, really good. <laughs> you're playing Sonic. Yeah. Do you think that some of yeah. their bad reputation has to do with the like the era of musicians that they were growing up in? Like I'm thinking about okay, I'm really bad with time, which I'm about to reveal as I compare artists that I think are their contemporaries. Don't but say I'm Beethoven. It's <laughs> so like Bach. No. You know Bach. Have you heard Bach. of this guy P- Pythagoras? <laughs> 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 um, Aristotle, Aristotle, is that? Um, no, but like Simon and Garfunkel. I'm thinking of Joni Mitchell. I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I'm thinking of Simon and Garfunkel. I'm thinking of Joni Mitchell. Like, it seems like there were a lot of artists around this time that were just super, super incredible. Not just in terms of um, the kind of music that they were writing, but even often in terms of political advocacy. So I wonder if that's where the reputation hmm. comes from. Yeah, they're from. like doing popcorn stuff. Yeah, whereas we're comparing them to like T Pain and ICP, so yeah. it's, <laughs> it's a different yeah. it's a sample set. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but they're also. I mean, I feel like the the more the closer contemporaries are probably people people like um, the Carpenters, mm. or you know, those like cheesy pop bands. Sure, and maybe it's maybe it's just a simple case of people dismissing an entire genre of saying that like pop music is not for serious music lovers. That's like folk people like uh simon and garfunkel Joni mitchell that's for like serious music lovers and and rock and roll is also for serious music lovers but pop is not mm. so it could just be like a, a case of generic discrimination i think you might be right yeah um also let's uh let's explain the name a little bit did you find out where the name comes from uh yeah so uh Get ready for some perfect pronunciations. Oh, I'm so glad I set you up to pronounce these Swedish names and not me. <laughs> this is an IKEA situation. Okay, so ABBA is <laughs> it's an um... IKEA situation. <laughs> Episode title. <laughs> <laughs> 
so <laughs> Abba <laughs> is <laughs> the <laughs> names, um, the first letters of the first names of two couples. Yes. So in and order, yes. Um, here comes. <laughs> here comes the perfect pronunciation. Agnatha Filtskog, <laughs> Bjorn Uveus, Benny Anderson. That one's not bad. Uh, I, I hope. And Annie Frid Lingstad. So that's. <laughs> Thank you. That's Agnatha, Bjorn, Benny, and Annie Frid. Yeah. Um. So it's it's kind of a silly way to come up with a band name just like the first initials of the the members that's that's how i ended up playing in a band called cnc Mm, that's bad (laughs) it's terrible (laughs) yeah but abba sounds good and it feels good to say yeah and it feels like you're talking about uh it's like you're talking to god (laughs) yes Ah, i beat to it i that's what i thought when i was growing up I i thought it was a reference no, just another to... one of your parents' shitty Christian bands. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they, they actually didn't listen to a lot of shitty Christian music. No, they listened to good music. Yeah, my you, dad was really like good. Like Joni Mitchell. <laughs> well, a little bit. Not not while I was growing up, but I think before they had kids. Um, yeah, I always thought it came from the Hebrew word for father. Uh, like in the New Testament, Jesus at one point is like, Abba, Father, everything is possible for you, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> the funny thing is like most of the Bible translations just give the literal Hebrew word for Father, Abba, Abba or Abba, and then comma, the translation of it, which is Father. So he's kind of repeating himself, you know. He could have yeah. really uh, tightened it up a little bit in the editing there. <laughs> Uh, so that's what I always thought it was when I was a kid and I found out that it was not and then how did you feel Nathan what did that do for you (sighs) abandoned I I just I just felt like I was losing my religion yeah do you feel like that was a defining moment in your spirituality spotlight uh yeah you know yeah that uh it (laughs) Abba made me lose my faith it's it's like a it's like a tabloid cover headline from the 70s (laughs) <laughs> would you say you were disillusions <laughs> oh that's a reference to a song on this album very good we should start a band called daddies and <laughs> it'll, it'll be no let, let, let's call it the mommies and the dad or the poppies <laughs> yeah. no no that's not good um the mamas and the papas yeah that's a good one uh so abba unprecedented they they all did music stuff kind of separately, and uh, I didn't really look that into, like, it seemed like their real congealing moment is when they uh, won the Eurovision Ew. Song cont- Contest in 1974. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they really emulsified. <laughs> hmm. Okay. That was a big thing of mayonnaise, which is delicious. Delicious. Jingly jello. High praise. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's after this album was released. And in fact, this album was not released under the ABBA name. It was, oh yeah. This is Bjorn and Benny, huh? This is no, this is re- released under the name Bjorn, Benny and Agneta Frida. Oh snap. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. And there's like a funny, funny, um, story of how their name came to be. I think it was their manager just got tired of writing out Bjorn, Benny and Agneta Frida and he just like wrote the initials ABBA 
and eventually showed up on a contract and then all of a sudden that was their name. There you go. So, yeah. Don't at me. <laughs> um, so I don't want to be corrected. So, spoiler alert. So, I knew that it was two couples. And I was like, hey, I wonder um, how their relationships went. <laughs> uh, Impossible to predict. You guessed it. Happily ever after. Happily ever divorced after. Yeah, no, they, yeah, they obviously just, <laughs> both their divorces, I mean, both their marriages just crumbled. They're hella divorced. Yeah, I think it was like, so they, they really got, so 1974 was the Eurovision. And then they, I think they broke up in uh, 82. And I'm assuming somewhere around there they got divorced. But yeah, but you just heard some some happy news, right? Yeah. ABBA is back together as of 2018. Or they are back together to the extent that they're releasing a few new songs. Are they married so, again? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I mean by back together. They're all in a single marriage, the four of them. Yeah. It's a quadruple. Quapple. Quapple. I like that. <laughs> Dude. They, they got polyrhythms and polyamory. Yeah. And they're wearing polyester. <laughs> it's very 70s. Key parties. Should we start talking yep. about uh, this album, Ring Ring? Yeah. I love I Well... I really had a good time listening to it. It's not that's, a, that's the way to say it. <laughs> yeah, it's not like mind blowing necessarily, but there's some very tight pop craft. Like there are some really good pop songs on this album, and it's just it's really fun. Yeah, Becky, uh, you haven't talked in a while. <laughs> Talk about how fun this album is. <laughs> Your turn. It's my job to say something now. Uh, I. This- <laughs> so much pressure Um, no pressure yeah they did a really good job of uh making the music really dynamic so just about the time that my attention started to flag a little bit they would come in with a really funny like bass line or a really fun little trumpet line or in some cases like there was a really fun little greek chorus at one point that popped in um yeah so i think that's a lot of what made it so fun what what huh this album has three languages swedish english and greek yeah (laughs) They're trilingual. Um, it's a trilingual couple. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a trilingual? Oh well, it's a quatrilingual, trilingual couple. There's a lot <laughs> of fun title. There's a lot of fun flute moments too. We're gonna take a listen to some of those in a little bit. Yeah, oh, yeah. And the singing, the singing was really pretty yeah. and really nice. It was really fun yeah. not to feel like I had to think about like. The, the the voices were never distracting to me, which was really fun. That's a change because they always mm. just sounded nice. Mm, very nice. Um, funny fact, this album was not released in the UK until 1992 and not in the US until 1995. Are so you I serious? Think How did they hear it? Yeah. How did who hear it? The UK and the US. They didn't. <laughs> oh, I, I mean, guess. I they, so just I guess the next non ring ring album came out. And that's yeah. I mean, I think they released a few singles, maybe, but they did not release this album until the mid '90s in the U.S., which is kind of crazy. Hilarious. All of the English versions of the songs. I mean, I don't know if they did the if they did the English versions at the same time as they released it initially, but they sound exactly the same, which is pretty impressive. They recorded them later. Ooh, we really got to look up the exact translations of the Swedish. Oh yeah, yeah, for the song "Ring Ring." 
that's yeah. the only one that has a Swedish and English version. Um, yeah, I don't know if I can do that while we're on the line. I wonder. Uh, can we like do, a- can we just do a Google Translate? Of the- <laughs> <laughs> What's the Swedish word for lyrics? <laughs> so I can put it in the Google. Uh, Liechtenstein. <laughs> oh, there it is. It's ingenious. Okay. Oh, this looks really weird. It's got all the all the letters have a bunch of dots all over them in circles. Someone spilled ink all over this. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna Google Translate. You spilled it. peanut butter in my Swedish lyrics. <laughs> you got Swedish lyrics <laughs> in my peanut butter. Um, okay, I do have the uh, the Google Translate uh, direct literal translation in front of me. Okay, excellent. So we'll have to do a back and forth and see. Yeah, that's gonna be compelling audio. um yeah there the interesting thing about this is the the only single interesting thing is uh that this album has a lot of bright sunny music but it does feature quite a few melancholy lyrics which is kind of surprising Um, i noticed that as well yeah i don't think a lot of their contemporaries like the carpenters for instance had a lot of the kind of melancholy that abba has and i think that's going to end up being a consistent theme of theirs um because like the the song the winner takes it all which we have listened to is like kind of sad yeah um and also as i alluded to earlier most of abba's songs are written by abba usually the two men in the group it seems like yeah was that more common than in the 70s that men wrote all the songs <laughs> probably <laughs> no that, that people wrote their own songs i feel like oh. that used to be more common <laughs> um well it depends because it was not common i think until like right around the beatles hmm. um yeah. the beatles is like the sort of revolutionary instance of a band writing their own songs and then i think a lot of the pop like you know like jazz people jazz singers a lot of pop singers don't write their own songs right. i don't think the carpenters did i'm shitting on the carpenters a lot but i like know next to nothing about them so i could be very wrong about them well they're right down there but on the don't floor it's me. real easy to... what it's a carpet joke it's not that good <gasps> oh <laughs> jesus was a carpenter abba it all makes sense i'm gonna steal the constitution and, and, and kidnap the president it's a real international treasure book of secrets um should we uh, talk about ring ring then since we're talking about ring race (laughs) yeah the ring race um (laughs) let's listen to a little sample of the song the let's listen to let's listen to the swedish version why not I gotta read you this translation. (laughs) The chorus here. Call ring. Only you beat a a signal. Ring ring. Silence is so total. Ring ring. Disperse the owl as a template. What? If I got a signal, I took a leap. The heart made a vault. Ding dong, bing bong. (laughs) (laughs) If you call, call, called for a last time. If you called, called, called for a last time. That's how I refer to my manhood. Is a ding, ding dong, dong, ding bong. 
<laughs> I like that they sh- that they shake it up. You know, they they vary it. They don't just say ding dong ding dong. They say ding dong bing bong. Ding bong. That's the little like little extra juice that makes them pop uh, craftsmen masters. Yeah. yeah. So so this is a song about um, wanting to receive a call from a a love interest, someone that you know who maybe is giving you the cold shoulder maybe is ghosting you this is a very mm-hmm. modern song um but it's uh, about getting a phone call instead of mm-hmm. getting a um dm or something so yep um man these swedish lyrics are way better than the english ones the english ones are like kind of bland <laughs> yeah ding hung bing mong <laughs> don't even say they don't even talk about uh, weenies um ding dong bing bong um yeah it's just like much more evocative and better written break it break us like off the, some of those the opening line of the swedish lyrics once they're translated back in english are quiet and dead as the phone stands almost like a mockery do not call and say lovely now that you did everything is so quiet in the past was the first four lines and in english it goes, I was sitting by the phone. I was waiting all alone. Baby, by myself, I sit and wait and wonder about you. Oh, Maybe it's hard to rhyme in So in vague and bad. Um, apparently, Neil Sedaka and Phil Cody were called in to help improve the lyrics because uh, ABBA did not speak very good English right. at the time. I mean, and, these lyrics mm-hmm. are great, especially the translation. It feels like I'm watching an anime and just like... <laughs> reading, reading the, the opening. Yeah, the, the Swedish are well for their anime. Yeah, yeah. I like this line. Uh, the, trans, the tra- translation: "What attracted me does not tempt, no, as it should. No, Ooh. I'm screaming right now. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one else, only you." <laughs> that's. I mean, that's really interesting. What attracted me does not tempt, no, as it should. Ooh. Yeah, that's a totally different meaning. Yeah. Then uh, the difference between attraction and tempting. Ooh, it's hot. I wonder if it's supposed to be what attracted you does not tempt as it should. Because that makes a whole lot more sense with the Uh, English translation. It says what attracted me does not tempt. I know. Oh, you mean what tempted you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like what attracted you? Who's attracted and who's tempted? (laughs) Wait, who attract? What attracted me does not tempt you? Is that what you're saying? No. <laughs> Magnus, how do they work? <laughs> <laughs> Miracles. Uh, what attracted Swedish. what attracted you does not tempt as it should. Oh. Like the but, like the singer saying, like, I'm not as tempting as I should be. What's up? Like you should be calling right. me. I'm pre- I'm a hot thing. Come on. But they definitely say what attracted me. I know. I'm wondering like if Google Translate is not clear. flawless. That's what well, I'm yeah, well, <laughs> well, I'm questioning the sanctity it's absolutely of Google. flawless. <laughs> I mean, based on what I know about Germanic languages, it looks like that in the original it is me. Gotcha. It's, it says mig in I do Swedish. Like this, I do like this this little English moment uh, in verse two. You were here and now you're gone. Hey, did, did I do something wrong? <laughs> that's the lyric. Hey, did I do something wrong? I think that's really cute. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, uh, did I do something wrong is how it comes you- out with the emphasis. Yeah. I sent you a little Did sound you... sample of how in the chorus, um, you think it's just going to go ring, ring, why don't you give me a call and sort of stay major key the whole time. But then 
It has three it has three lines of ring ring. Why don't you give me a call? Ring ring, the happiest sound of them all. Ring ring. I stare at the phone on the wall, ending on a five chord, meaning it needs to be resolved. And then it goes to this really interesting um, minor tonality section. Uh, and I think it's one of the first. I mean, it's the first song on the album, and it's one of the first hints that oh, there's a little more musical substance here than just like a silly pop song. Yeah, we get it. You study composition. All right. (laughs) Cue it up, bud. (laughs) I'm giving you shit, but I do really appreciate the knowledge that you bring. That's the five chord. So we can't. Oh, there was no ding dong bing bong in there. Yeah, sorry. So we, we can't we can't show like, you know, an entire chorus because of the 14 second rule for fair use. But um, for germs really, getting on your food after you drop it. Yeah. Yeah. It really sets it up like it's just going to be um, that line comes out of nowhere. It in that place of that line should be just sort of the answer phrase to the um, to that five chord because um, it's the fourth line. It should just be the end of the chorus. And then it extends it um, in this really interesting way. And I think that's one of the best things you can do in, especially writing pop music, is set up an expectation and then defy it or delay it. Um, So I think that's really cool. Yeah. And I think at least the way it plays for me is I don't consciously think about that. So it's kind of subconscious that it just is like, oh, this is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, I don't have much else to say about this song. I do really like the music, but the lyrics are nothing to write home about. Yeah, ding especially dong, in English. <laughs> ding I, like ding the, bong. I like the bass Disperse lines. the owl as a template. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like the bass lines in these a lot. They got a little cakey to me sometimes. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed that. It just reminds me of a nice moist um, <laughs> German chocolate, something you can really sink your teeth into. Chocolate yep. and coconut. Uh, it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, Rutger Gunnarsson played the electric bass on this album. Oh, also mm-hmm. Mike Watson, whoever that is. With his weird name, Mike Watson. <laughs> As if normal people had that kind of name. Um, let's see what else. I, I wonder. Okay. Actually, well, this is something we probably should have <laughs> mentioned earlier. Is that if people haven't been listening for a while, we debuted a new format uh, partway through T-Pain because he broke us because his albums were so long and had so many songs that we decided instead of trying to be comprehensive and in some cases just rush through a perfunctory snippet and rushed discussion of a song, we were going to give ourselves a little bit more freedom to just talk about the songs we want to talk about. So we're going to kind of bop around the album, not necessarily go in order and not necessarily cover every single song. So Although we have listened to them all. Though we have listened to them all, yes. Um, so it's possible with ABBA because there are fewer songs and there are shorter albums that we might get to every single song, but we also might not. Yeah. If, yeah. if we have something to say about one of the songs, we might do it or we might just make an offhand reference. So. Yeah. So you'll get more out of it if you listen to the album, but you don't have to, you know? Okay. Um, ABBA's available on Spotify. Ava is available on Spotify, even this album. 
So let's talk about, well, let's talk about the, the very next song. It's called Another Town, Another Train. Just another town, another train, waiting in the morning rain. Lord, in my restless soul, a little patience. Just another town. That's like a mariachi ending. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 yeah. yeah i was actually thinking of something like that or um except for it's piano it's and flute so not at all but yeah. the the material the writing <laughs> it reminded me of kind of like jimmy buffett a little bit too oh yeah yeah i got really strong simon uh, and garfunkel vibes from this song too i don't know if you know do you know their song uh, wednesday morning 3 a.m maybe it's a song all probably. about a guy like uh he's like robbed a I went down and robbed a five dollar store, and so he like it's all about him, kind of like watching his girlfriend in the early morning hours right before he leaves her. It sounds creepy when I put it that way, but it's very sweet. Right before he skips town. Yeah, kind of reminded huh. me of that. <laughs> that does sound sweet. <laughs> Criminals. Who's sweeter than that? <laughs> um, <clears throat> I really like the last line of the chorus here. We heard it here. Just uh, I might have cut off the last line, though, in the sound sample. Just another town, another train, waiting in the morning rain. Lord, give my restless soul a little patience. Just another town, another train, nothing lost and nothing gained. Guess I will spend my life in railway stations. I really like that because it's kind of surprising um, because it's got an A-A-B, A-A-B rhyme scheme. Yeah. Don't you mean A-B-B-A um, rhyme scheme? Okay. Uh, uh, oh, oh, that's right. We, we have had, to watch um, out for that chord progression. Yeah, that song structure or chord progression. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it's it goes train, rain, patience, train, gained, stations, and I really like that. It's just kind of like I was not expecting that last line of the chorus. It's kind of another example of what you were talking about, Nathan, about the like really poppy sounding, like the flute line is like very poppy and bright, but it's like kind of a super sad song, but somebody who like just yeah. can't get it together and is sort of hopeless and lost. And it's a strange pairing. Yeah, they're kind of a little bit of a hobo riding the rails. Yeah. Yeah. He and, even says, um, <laughs> where is it? Uh, but in time you will understand that the dreams we dreamed were made of sand for a no good oh. bum like me. To live is to be free. <laughs> Bum is such a funny word. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's just self-conscious that he doesn't have a nice ass. <laughs> <laughs> so, in on uh, Genius.com, uh, uh -huh. there is one Genius an annotation, I believe, on this entire album. Uh, and they, s they say, in reference to the lyric, uh, but in time you will understand that the dreams we dreamed were made of sand. Um, and he says, uh, the basis for this metaphor is that sand is an unstable building material and anything made out of sand will not last very long. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, thank God. Also it was a just completely inscrutable. <laughs> yeah. What? Also a biblical metaphor. Strange theme. Yeah. That, that comes true. to us from genius, uh, user BBM baby. <laughs> mm -hmm. So thank you once again. Thank you. <laughs> Doing you, our work you're for the us. true genius. Yeah. All right. What are the songs you want to talk about? 
Well, I just put it together that the next song, which was one of my least favorite ones, it's called Disillusion, but it starts with the sound of a train. So I think it's a pairing with the second song. Oh, there are multiple songs that start with the sound of a train. Oh, really? Nina Ballerina, Nina Pretty Ballerina also starts with a train. Oh, right. Yeah. Hmm. Should we talk about Disillusion? Yeah, we can. <clears throat> oh, we can. <laughs> it's like a little bit of a bummer to me. It's like a little bit too long of a ballad. Oh, you're going to play. That was, that was your cue. I'm sorry, Nathan. You stepped on it. I hate it when people step on my cues. Man, just gonna take a nap. Bomb of a song. (laughs) Uh, Just like sucked all the energy out of this room. So virtual room. I think the first bummer in this song is uh, the first twelve seconds. Um, So (laughs) (laughs) that's the first of many bummers. Is the first (laughs) of many seconds. Yeah. So it starts off with this really, really cool intro, Um, and then at the end. The last note sets you up to go to um, it. It's a five. It's another example of a five chord and you think it's going to go to the one chord, but then it changes keys a whole step up. And normally I would think that would be really interesting, but I I feel like this feels really contrived and really uh, jarring. Um, So I sent you a sound sample if you want to cue that up, see if you agree or if it was just my sensibilities. It's just you. You love it. No, it's okay. bad. So that's an example of it sets up an expectation and doesn't fulfill it, but I don't like what it does instead. I don't feel like it's necessarily doing something clever, especially because the uh the third of the chord which is like the note that wants to be resolved that's the one that's voiced on top um it's a t and it wants to go to do but it doesn't go to do um so i got some real musical blue balls from that one and not in a nice way (laughs) i love tea with do it's one of my favorite snacks Mm, some real tea time and dough time they do a weird thing with a wound metaphor here where there's a line that says they say my wound will heal and only leave a scar seems like a reasonable expectation for a wound but then they've never shared our love what (laughs) so instead it's going to be gaping and open always (laughs) Hmm. it's a a permanent abscess (laughs) it's a gross wound metaphor i don't want to picture that someone synopsizes a song i don't uh, no no (sighs) skies It's just sad, bad, sad. It's it's a high, bad high school poetry song. And, yeah. you know, it's... I had a little bit of a hard time knowing what to do with the lyrics of this album because it is... I mean, they're not like native English speakers. It's ESL. Not necessarily a great... Yeah, it's, it's ESL. Um, and there are some like pretty fun and good lyrics on the song. This out al- this, this album, rather. But this song does not really feature them. It kind of has these emo high school poetry ones that are like disillusion disillusions all you left for me how can i forget you when my world is breaking down you're all i had you're all i want disillusion disillusions now that's all i have also it's, it's it feels weird to refer, i was talking to becca about this is is it weird to refer to a a disillusion like it's a noun like i have uh hmm a dis, I, you left me a disillusion 
Uh, that's that like is one. a little bit weird. Yeah. I don't know if I hear it in the singular that often. Right. In fact, I don't hear it in the noun form that much at all, right. really. Right. Usually it's, it's adjective form, disillusioned. It sounds like something out of a dictionary, which might not be too far off, yeah. off the real case. Um, speaking of ESL, I did kind of enjoy some of the um, clearer ESL moments in this album. They pretty consistently pronounce the S at the ends of words or in the middle of words as a S instead of a Z sound. Yeah. There's this one point where they say everybody knows instead of everybody knows or if I would have to choose instead of if I would have to choose <laughs> or even there's one where they're like reason instead of reason or was instead of was. And that was kind of charming. Yeah. And I'm going to use that as a segue. <laughs> I almost said segue. <laughs> it's a real saggy, saggy way of getting to the next uh, thing I want to talk about. I heard the maker of the segue uh, sagged himself right <laughs> off a cliff. Uh, he sagged down to the ground um i'm gonna use that as a segue to talk about a song called me and bobby and bobby's brother in the chorus of which you might hear a fun pronunciation There's a there's a subtle one there where she she says there was me and Bobby and Bobby's brother. But my favorite one is when she says climbing the apple tree. Climbing. <laughs> climbing the apple tree. Climbing. <laughs> climbing bung. I mean, it's right there. <laughs> climbing bung ding dong. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm pretty charmed by that. I like that. Yeah. I don't even I don't I don't mean to sound like I'm being mean or making fun of them or being shitty. You're but saying just, it's cute that it's they just, can't that they talk funny. That's what you're saying. It's cute that they're stupid. <laughs> no, it's what I'm trying not to say. No, I get no, I get it. It's like yeah, I, like, I like when things when when things are pronounced differently, it calls your attention to them and it makes you actually listen to the sound that a person makes as opposed to just the meaning behind the sound. And that can be really nice. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, novel, it was a real and novelty is fun. Crisis for me, because <laughs> knowledge is power. Yeah. Um. So uh, let's call some plumbers and get to the bottom of this song. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, that was kind of shoehorned in. Um. Yeah. This is. Uh, <laughs> This song has some funny lyrics. It's basically a nostalgia song about how your favorite. <laughs> well, you know, um, how one of them used to play with Bobby and Bobby's brother, yeah, Frida, and they remember all the wait. The Bobby's brother's name is Frida. <laughs> what? Frida Kahlo, I mean, Bobby's brother. <laughs> Bobby Kahlo Twist. and Frida Kahlo. <laughs> Shyamalan. <laughs> Um, so didn't this see that person, coming, Nathan. <laughs> Tell me you don't love that. <laughs> so good, so compelling. It really replaces all the narrative integrity that I would have wished for. Um, so this person 
remembers all the games they used to play. They really do. And they went to see them almost every day. They wanted to. <laughs> so, some pretty uh, mundane lyrics. A lot of, like, um, yeah, like, idealizations. Like, some very generic idealizations about being a kid and innocence. Uh, although, in in uh, the second verse, I think there's an interesting some interesting stuff in here. I'm just going to read the whole thing real quick. They would take me out for football games and such. They liked to and play. Such. And I guess I didn't like it very much. But anyway, I was happy <laughs> and proud to be with the boys being a little girl. I found a place in the sun to have enough fun. Um, yeah, I, I thought that like just I thought that whole verse was interesting that she is just sort of talking about how she was she liked it because she was involved, not because they were doing idealistic things like like childhood things. She's like, no, I, I enjoyed being a girl getting to uh, be involved uh, mm. with the boy activities. Mm-hmm. They didn't like- shun her because she was gross with cooties. Yeah. <laughs> gross with a bum. Um, I was, I was paying attention a lot in this. Uh, as the resident cootie haver. <laughs> yeah. Well. Could you move a little, could you move a little farther? <laughs> I can't. I'll take Not with those headphones. Just kidding. Just kidding. Give me those cooties. Uh, <laughs> you say goodies or cooties? I want, I want those cooties. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, Nathan, can you room. talk about cooties in your little white voice? <laughs> <laughs> cooties. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's another well, character we added while we were uh, wallowing through the quagmire of T Pain. We uh, added a, a, a Lil Wayne character. It was a dark to go but transformative with John time. McCartney. <laughs> uh, I was paying a lot of attention to like what they were writing songs about because this is the first group that you guys have looked at that's been. Oh, I keep wanting to just like breathe up on this mic and Kim. I think you're reminding me not to. It's the, um, con- it's so the condenser excited. mic. Sorry, Nathan. Sorry. Uh, and oh no, <laughs> it's back. It's the, so the, good. Uh, the uh, third character, or sorry, the third host of our the uh, third villain podcast yeah. that we kicked off a long time ago, which was all of the noise in the room that I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's back. <laughs> Hooray! Triumphant return. So our female guest has been trying to talk for a really long time. <laughs> but we're men, so we're not going to let her. It's okay. Uh, so no, just this is the first. This is the first artist that you guys have looked at that isn't from basically like modern times, like the '90s and moving forward. So I've been just paying Chaplin. attention a lot, a lot of. To uh, just the different thematic material, like what are they writing songs about that's different? And a lot of these songs are they're they're all very narrative on this album, but but a lot of them are very very simple narratives. Um, yeah, like this one. It's hard to imagine an artist writing a song about just like 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 a lot of the other artists you've talked about writing a song about just like playing on an apple tree as a kid and that sort of being yeah. the story. Most of your artists it would have been like and then I was sexually assaulted or <laughs> oh, then I had or I my murdered first, somebody. Yeah, and then I murdered someone. <laughs> For the truck. Yeah. Um as a as a side note, my fiance Rachel has been really getting into a podcast called My Favorite Murder, which is apparently extraordinarily popular and Murder? I've also been listening yeah, it's to it popular. too. Yeah, murder is very popular. Have you guys? Have you guys heard of this murder? It's so hot right now. <laughs> um, but 
I just, I like listen to it and it's, it just makes me think of, um, what's that ICP song where he's like, I murder, murder, murder you. I murder, murder, <laughs> Sounds murder. Like every, every song. <laughs> every, every ICP it's song. Yeah, that's the ICP. one. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. Giving me some real ICP flashbacks. Um, that's a good point though. That like, yeah, they, <laughs> they, they dare to be mundane. It's it's nice to like have some more ordinary stuff in these songs. Um and there's also a lot of like um some older ideas about gender and sex roles oh, oh, I yeah. think that we wouldn't necessarily hear in modern songs. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um like there's one song called She's My Kind of Girl. She makes me uh, fine. She makes me feel fine. <laughs> she, makes me fine. she makes me feel fine. fine. <laughs> oh wait, I that that is actually from the um, extended version of this album, so I didn't actually get a sound sample of it. Uh, um, because we listen to the original, because we're purists. When you say we, do you mean just you by yourself? Yes. <laughs> oh, also, it turns out it is on the original. Fuck, I just overlooked it for a minute. like schmaltiest like kitschiest song that they have yes it is it's not their best work no and one of the standout lyrics was i am just a girl not the kind of woman you like to meet (laughs) 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 it's like bare minimum threshold not even there it's just a song about um (laughs) about the age of consent in sweden just a girl (laughs) so (laughs) So don't hands off. Um, there's some there. There's definitely some like ESL type stuff in this one. I am just a girl, one among the others. Nothing much to say. Plain and simple girl, not a special type in any way. <laughs> just one look, and you will surely see that the true Miss Nobody is me. It's an evil world that has only made me a girl. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> it's an evil world. Where did that come from? Yeah, and I kept listening only to that, and I'm pretty sure that is actually the lyric, and it's not just a <laughs> mistranscription. It's not just genius being genius. Yeah, that's that's kind of weird. Yeah, what a weird thing to say. I don't think she means yes. that. <laughs> <laughs> that the evil world has only made her a girl. Yeah. Wait does that does that mean that? If the world were less evil, she would have been made a boy. Is that what she's getting at? <laughs> or not a girl. <laughs> like an inner Or not just a girl. Oh, uh, wait, but she doesn't say just a girl. It says that it has only made me a girl. Oh, maybe she means in addition to making her a girl, it would have also made her a boy. Or, or an like inner a sex. firefighter. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Um, there's also the song called People need love i think this might be the worst <laughs> really really well I, i'm just a girl might be might be the worst but it's like people need love is like the worst in a funny way oh it's it's more um fun to talk about yeah people need hope people need loving people need trust 
So there's definitely some like strident kind of marchy uh, hippie ideas to this album that show up in a few places. And yeah. I think this is the strongest one. It's I literally mean, called People Need Love. It's fun. <laughs> like the music is fun and funny. Do you yeah, like Yeah, and there's definitely... Me? Yeah. Um, It's all right. I mean, it's it's not like the stand uh, standout of the album. Um, And it features some... Uh, sort of benign sexism. Yeah. Man has always wanted a woman by his side to keep him company. Women always knew that it takes a man to get matrimonial harmony. It's Abba's hierarchy of needs. Yeah. Everybody knows that a man who's feeling down wants some female sympathy. Gotta have love to carry on living. Gotta have love till eternity. So, And you gotta have love to, to make a good living. Oh, guys. People need love to make a good living. Guys, don't tell Rachel, but I think I just found what my wedding vows are gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> Women always knew that it takes a man to get matrimonial harmony. It's brilliant. It's perfect. <laughs> Sheer poetry. How about flowers in the desert need a drop of rain like a woman needs her man? Wait, is that <laughs> from this song? How did I miss that? <gasps> You're right. It is. It's verse two. If a man's in love and his woman wants the moon, then he'll take it down if he can. Oh, that sounds kind of threatening. That <laughs> <laughs> will destroy the world for you. <laughs> Some men just want to watch the moon burn. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna th- chuck all that shit in my wedding vows. Yeah. That'd be great. Is you this could... the one with yodels? Yeah, definitely. Oh, yes, it is. Yodel alert! <laughs> there it is. I messaged Cameron on Slack the first time hearing that song, and I was like, "All caps, what the fuck? This album has yodels in." <laughs> <laughs> I think that alone disqualifies it from being the worst song. The fact that they fucking went for yodeling. You don't like yodels? Like, I mean, the... Uh, what about Garth? Sheer, what about the Garth days? Okay, the sheer chutzpah that you have to have to just like throw a bunch of yodeling into your song. Like that's that's kind of like, it's kind of impressive. It, it's not going to make it the best song, but I think it makes it not the worst song. <laughs> question mark i feel like you're discounting like a whole like uh ethnic music of yodeling (laughs) as silly Oh, from the yodel people yeah (laughs) Um, the song also had a significant amount of walleying like every other verse substantial buffers with walla what oh lala oh lala yeah lala 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 lala. yeah it's um Um, I'm going to, I'm going to get a doorbell where it just, it plays the sound sample of her. She's singing uh ding dong, bing bong. Yeah. That's what my doorbell is going to say now. <sighs> yep. Um, let's talk about some good songs. I mean, I do like me and Bobby and Bobby's brother. You do like it. It's, it's super fun and it's just, it makes me happy to listen to. It's very bright and sunny musically. 
Um, what are some other good songs you guys want to talk about? I think my favorite song, and maybe is the best song on the album, is uh, Love Isn't Easy. Oh, man, that is also one of my top contenders. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, uh, <laughs> but it's the full title is Love Isn't Easy, but in parentheses, but it sure is hard enough. Ooh, now, that seems it like hard. it's hard. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. Um, this seems like like that lyric. It has to that has to be an intentional joke or it's just maybe you like mean, a fun ESL like a moment. like a dick joke. You mean that's like an intentional no, no, dick no, no, joke? No, 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 but like no, it's clever to say it sure love isn't easy, but it sure is hard enough. <laughs> like that's a weird <laughs> way to put it. <laughs> it's like something a a cowboy would say. Yeah, it's yeah. It's a very Ooh, old timey wisdom. like uh pithy saying. Yeah. i'm so conditioned by like cartoons and musicals to think of that kind of a drum hit as being like a weird comedy moment yeah. like a fat person falling on their bum or something <laughs> that's like kind of what i imagine <laughs> so that adds like an extra dimension to this song um this is a great song summertime it gets rough bum <laughs> yeah i think that's a really fun chorus and it it just goes in a lot of interesting directions I like the idea that in the ABBA band, um, there is a marimba player and uh, he or she or they uh, get on the marimba uh, just for that phrase in that song, uh, you know, four <laughs> times or whatever, just to go mm-hmm. bing, 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 bing. <laughs> yeah, it's a huge band. I mean, they each have a each instrument has a dedicated player that just... Yeah just is waiting expectantly through the entire album just for their one little moment to shine. <laughs> yep. Um, this is some more of those like kind of melancholy lyrics I was talking about. Um, the whole chorus is like this interesting, bittersweet thing that you don't necessarily hear a lot in pop music. We got to have patience. Like when has that ever been a pop lyric? Love isn't just a sensation. Some of the time it gets rough. Love isn't easy, but it sure is hard enough. Sweet, sweet. Our love is bittersweet. I yeah. like that little like, yeah. like, uh, like bait and switch. Like, oh, sweet, sweet. It's like a very like sunny musical phrase, but then it's like our love is bittersweet. Giving love is a reason for living, but a few things can be tough. Love isn't easy, but it sure is hard enough. Sweet, sweet. Our love is bittersweet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is a really good song. I like it a lot. The verses are really interesting, like in the form. Um, there's a cool uh-huh. form in the verse. So basically... <laughs> like the second uh, verse. From the first moment <laughs> I saw you, I've treated you like a queen. I've given you lots of presents. Now listen to that. Just look at that cat. You'd think he was an angel, <laughs> but he's talking through his hat. <laughs> Cats with hats, and they're talking through them. Man, is that really the lyric? <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> is talking through his hat like a colloquialism i don't know i'm gonna look that up fill space <laughs> okay uh how many how many how many bees and carrots bees and carrots bees and carrots how about hey becca how's it going <laughs> it's going great i really liked that line i like that his concept of treating someone like a queen is giving them lots of presents <laughs> and that's it <laughs> that's, all. that's what queens get <laughs> that's it that's what it requires 
Yeah. I mean, that's the thing that makes them a queen. Yeah. His presence. Songs? You know, Freddie Mercury, he was yeah. just loaded down all the time. <laughs> that's why he constantly bragged about being the champion. He's a champion of getting presents. Are you done, Cameron? Uh, here, here's the origin of talking through one's hat. This began life in the USA in the late 19th century with a slightly different meaning from the present one. Uh, it then meant to bluster. Farmer and Henley slang and its analogs, 1888. Uh, oh, no, this is like a minstrel thing. Oh, I'm not going to no. read that. Oh, <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> what have I done? Um, uh, everything so in the United States is fucking racist. <laughs> oh, damn it. Almost tricked me into being racist again. <laughs> again. Uh, it looks like it's just like talking nonsense. Okay. Uh, especially on a subject that one professes to be knowledgeable about, but is in fact ignorant of more racism. <laughs> <laughs> Basically saying uppity. Um, oh no. Okay. Well, so they're being racist so towards racist. This, this poor cat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> towards the cat's cats? literal <laughs> angel cats. <laughs> <laughs> An angel cat. I read that book when I was a kid. Were you those cats that have wings? <laughs> Remember that? Will you play that sound sample though? Because what happens is uh, oh, the the fellas uh, Bjorn and, and Benny, I believe, um, are singing the first part, and then uh, oh yeah, yeah, and then um, Agnetha and Frida come in and just start screaming at them. <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> I really like that musically. It just gets yeah. like super anthemic and it's just like screaming. Very funny lyrics to choose for screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Meow. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, the, the music for this song is so fucking good. Like it's so dynamic and um, just like goes to some really interesting and fun places. Like, it's not super repetitive. It just, like, does lots of different things in some really fun ways. Yeah, it's probably my like favorite. The, the A part the A part of the verse is very different from the B part of the verse. Yeah, very, very little internal um, repetition. But there's just enough repetition yeah. that, like, it sets up, you know, you're not just, like, anchorless. But, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah. It's, it's a very musical theater kind of kind of situation. Oh, very good. Um, yeah. Let's see. Oh, well. So let's take that moment to segue into the song called Nina Pretty Ballerina. She always comes in a little late at the end, and it's it's (laughs) just like Cinderella. She's definitely the proto dancing queen, Nina, pretty ballerina. Now she is the queen of the dancing floor. This is the moment she's waited for. It's such a funny, like escaping from your life song. You know, this is like the way that she like gets it all out. Like some kind of like high stakes. Large crowd dramatic ballerina performance. 
Yeah, why are they so goddamn yeah. noisy? <laughs> I was going to say, it's they're fucking screaming at this ballerina. Yeah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like more than a standing ovation. It's like... It's like somebody's. It's like uh, it's like girls screaming at the Beatles or something. Like, God damn, she's a popular. I want ballerina. your babies, Nina, but I don't want you to have babies because you're a ballerina. I want you to protect your career, but I do want your babies. <laughs> They'll ruin your figure. Um, yeah. That, although there are some interesting lyrics that are not, that kind of belie the just upbeat, sheer positivity of the music. Uh, Nina, pretty ballerina, who would ever think she could be this way? This is the part that she likes to play. But then, but she knows the fun would go away if she would play it every day. Um, interesting. It's kind of this like really interesting comment to throw in and be like, yeah, you know, you can't, you know, if you eat no ice cream one, every day. No one's a ballerina full time. <laughs> <laughs> it's impossible to, get, to be a full time ballerina. <laughs> you can't do it every day, you know. <laughs> If everyone's special, nobody's special. Yeah, she just works like an office job, and she's like a mousy, homely office job lady. Mm -hmm. Everyone seems to think she's a bore, but they wouldn't know her little secret. (laughs) She does ballet! (laughs) Oh, shit! (laughs) Um, Yeah. (laughs) They wouldn't know her little secret what her Friday night would have in store. Yeah, they're like really leading it up to be like, and then she goes through a sex dungeon. <laughs> right. And then she goes pole dancing, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's, it's funny. I almost feel like this song was written for her to be like a pop star or something, like the way the crowd noise comes in and stuff. But it's actually, she's a ballerina. And then like, she drives for Uber on the weekends. Although, I think it, it fits better situationally because like a ballerina is probably something that you're going to have a hard time making a career of doing unless you happen to make it to like a national level or something. So it's kind of a perfect thing to like do for love while you do an office job for money or something. Yeah, that's fair. But it does also make it weird how much they're just screaming at her, <laughs> this crowd. Maybe she's just doing ballet in the back of a bar. And everyone else is watching a performance. Oh. <laughs> and she's just... Oh, there's a rock band playing. <laughs> yeah, and she's just doing her thing socially. Oh, oh, maybe it's like uh, the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones where they had the member of the band that all he would do is dance, like in front of a microphone. He didn't sing or talk or anything. He would just like dance, just skip yeah. the night away. Maybe she's ABBA's ballerina. She's the oh, member yeah. of the band that all she does is like ballet during their songs. Hmm, I like it. Yeah. She's my kind of girl, this ballerina. Are we, did we talk about that? Well, we don't need to talk about that song. Um, other ones y'all want to talk about? So we didn't, this is not on the, the songs that I like list, but there's a song called I Saw It in the Mirror. Do you have a sound sample of that? I do. Do you want to play it for us? No. Oh, please? In the mirror, when I look into my eyes. <laughs> it sounds like they're making fun of him. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's pretty emo. It is. So this song is like kind of like the male version of Disillusion, where it's like really, really slow and kind of self-pitying and pretty annoying. But I really like the Greek chorus effect of like these women standing there kind of being like, it's this guy over here. Did you <laughs> not that way? This one over here. Look at this pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shit. Um, you want to talk about a uh, rock and roll band? Yeah. Yeah. As a side note, this album featured a lot more distorted rock guitar than I expected. It's this song and another one called He Is Your Brother that both have yeah. some like cr- pretty crunchy guitar in them. Sound pretty good. Rock and roll band. Rock and roll band. Um, this also has some emo lyrics. Sitting in the darkest corner, in the tender light, I saw her face. She was looking so sad and lonely. Someone helped me. Someone saved me. I could see the look she gave me. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just remembered oh yeah and there was one thing only that i knew i could do <laughs> let's go girl it's a beautiful place this world come on baby let's dance to the rock and roll band there's a strange um so there's a musical idiom in this um which is like a a sort of blues rock guitar idiom you've heard it a lot before it goes like that sort of moving back and forth kind of shuffle um and that happens in this chorus but um usually it's all with major chords because uh you really specifically have to go um you play the first and fifth of the chord and then you move to the first and sixths sixth so you move a whole step up um but most of like half of this chorus is minor chords so there's this half step motion in the movement. Uh, could you play that chorus again so that we can hear it? Yeah. It's right here. Yeah, so there's. It's like a really strange uh, <laughs> a way to interact with that idiom. I kind of like it. Um, mm. but it's like, uh, it totally, it totally changes the feel. It doesn't make it feel like it's like that blues rock feel. Yeah. And I think that's why. Yeah, I, I agree. Cause the end, yeah. it just r- resolves on that minor chord with the shifting note outside of the minor chord. Hmm. Well, <laughs> <laughs> It's a perfect it's like segue a n- to nerd, nerd no, nothing nerd. actually. <laughs> um, that is interesting. Um, I don't have much to add to that. Um, yeah, let's see. Other songs we want to talk about before we finish. Anything? I want to call really it one get- one more lyric in that song, which was just funny. In the second verse, it says, "You've been sitting there for hours trying to hide behind the flowers." <laughs> <laughs> what are you, what are you doing that, over there? Hmm. It, is it? There's a bunch of flowers in the darkest corner in the tender light. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I. So one of the one of the themes of ABBA that I think we're gonna find is that they 
kind of have some melancholy to their lyrics, even as they have pretty bright music or very poppy music. Um, but in this album, as often as not, it kind of comes across as just like emo and not very successful because I think they're not quite as experienced with writing um, lyrics in probably English, especially. Um, I think their writing in Swedish is stronger, probably, if Google Translate is any indication. So I do think their lyrics are going to end up being more successful in English, though, yeah. based on the other couple songs I've heard. Yeah. Let's like talk about- Winner Takes It All. Oh, yeah. What? Nothing. <laughs> oh, what? Okay. Any other songs? Can we talk or about we He's Your up? Brother? He is your brother. Brother. He ain't heavy. He is your brother. He's your brother. Uh, oh. I liked I liked the pronunciation of brother. He is your brother <laughs> <laughs> a lot, um, and I also liked. It's a really upbeat song, but unlike Nina Ballerina or some of the other ones on this album, it's like a really slow kind of a slow funky groove, which I liked. I enjoyed that Barry Sachs mm. line in there a lot. Burn up. Oh yeah, burn up. Very fun. Mm. Barry Sachs, baritone sax for those uninitiated in our fun musical <laughs> slang. Uh, it's played by a man named Barry Sachs. Um, how great would that be if your name was, a, if it was like S-A-C-K-S and it was like B-A-R-R-Y. <laughs> Hi, I'm Barry Sachs. I play the Barry Sachs. Um, it pretty much never sounds bad when there's a baritone sax in a song like ever. It's, all, it's only good. It's only ever good. Dun, 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 um, yep. Dun, 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 uh, Radiohead. <laughs> oh, it's such a good song. I love the horns in that song. Let's change our podcast to be just where we listen to the Barry Sax part in National Anthem. <laughs> Can we get an isolated a of, stem of that? <laughs> Let's just make a lot of Radiohead mouth noises. <laughs> Let's just hum the different musical parts so of That's Radiohead. what Tom York does. <laughs> <laughs> Bazinga. Uh, you really got him, Cameron. Gosh, you motherfucker. <laughs> I'll never recover from that. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, fuck. Okay. Well, that was the first ABBA album. The next one is called Waterloo. It came out in, I think it's 1974, and it's their first um, one that really made it big. So, and I think it was released in the U.S. and the U.K., and it, like, actually had international release. And I think it had their uh, ABBA name on it, too. I don't think it's this uh, uh, Bjorn, Benny, Agnetha, <laughs> Frida nonsense. Did you say Agnetha? <laughs> what? That's, good. That's her name. That's Agnetha. Her name. It is? Yeah. Um. <laughs> it's, it might be pronounced Agnetha or Agnetha. I don't know, though. Apparently, I wasn't listening any of the other times when that name was Wait, pronounced. Do we have listeners in Sweden? I think we we've do. had some downloads yeah. in Sweden. Uh, yeah, Albin, one of our Patreon uh, supporters. He's from Sweden? Yeah. <laughs> oh, awesome. I was going to maybe guess that, but I also didn't want to 
lump all the Scandinavian countries together in case I was wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, next week we're going to talk about Waterloo. Uh, I have just a few little moments of Amazon here. I think I just have the one review to read because it's pretty funny. Um, so Brian Seminole, Florida, that's his username, three commas or two commas in there. Brian comma Seminole comma Florida writes title of the review five stars and he does give it five stars which is a pretty low bar but it's a low bar that other people that we've mentioned on this podcast have failed to clear um and he writes meant to give you five stars not three as posted earlier brian (laughs) great (laughs) i'm just so enchanted when people write reviews as if they were letters to the artist dearest abba please just meant to the give four, you five stars the, the stars from from earlier your dearest brian he signed it that's so cute oh i love that that's what would be your cool. abba love letter in two sentences nathan for this album in, in, two, uh, if you had well, that two was one sentence Oh. Meant to give you five stars, not three as posted. That's it's a comma. Dear Abba, you're my favorite couple. Four stars. <laughs> <laughs> ah, four stars. Get it? Uh, I think you guys are four stars. <laughs> I give you four stars. <laughs> <laughs> I rate you as three stars. <laughs> I think you're four stars. Um, yeah. I'm just a girl, little old me. She's my kind of girl, and he is your brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's some pretty, like, I don't know, strong gender stuff going on in this album. Um, Yeah, well, uh, you can visit us online at boxset.website. Email us at email at boxset.website. Tweet at Topias Podcast. You can also listen to Cameron's other podcast, which is called Get Up in the Cool, and it's all about old time music. Yeah. Any good uh, things to look forward to for that? Ooh, um, uh, I just have a lot of like hot, hot young artists coming up in the in the next because I just went to Clifftop, the Ooh. big old time festival, and I got a lot of like actual professional old time musicians um, with some, yeah, just some really great interviews, um, including uh, <laughs> what what one of my guests plays a song that she wrote. Um, as a, I believe, 14 year old called bitch. And it was not planned. (laughs) (laughs) She mentioned it offhand and I made her play it (laughs) and and she (laughs) agreed to, and then we all played it together. (laughs) So there's some great non old time moments as well as a lot of just, you know, just great straight ahead fiddle and then banjo. so if you like that. Yeah. Cameron refuses to have people on his podcast that are not sexually attractive. He says it comes through on the microphone. Yeah. So when he says hot young artists, (laughs) he really means it. Oh, they are not influential, but they are physically attractive. (laughs) (laughs) They're completely irrelevant, but they're so hot. Yeah. Real tens. (laughs) Bunch of dimes. It's a real dime bag. All right. Well, until next week with Waterloo, I've been Nathan Hunt, and I've got musical blue balls. (laughs) I almost said bue balls. God damn it. Uh, And I'm Ding Dong Ding Bong. I've been Becca DeWitt, and this made me feel fine. (laughs) A ringing endorsement indeed.
You guys have been almost married a decade. How does that feel? Well, we've been at the end of September. We'll have been a a couple for a decade. Oh, how's that feel? (laughs) (laughs) Feels good. It's starting to get pretty good. Finally. It's it's finally starting. You know, to it's get like a wine. Kind of good. Ten years is sort of bare minimum for any kind of good. <laughs> it's really pulling out of that, the the first ten year slump. <laughs> you know what they say about marriage? That first year, ten years is really hard. <laughs> Oh, shit. I forgot to disperse the owl as a template. Oh, God. <laughs> Can you start over? <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's uh, it's well, it's called Think Outside the Box Set, and we're ABBA this time for the season as a template. There goes that owl. <laughs> disperse it, Cameron. Disperse. Disperse. But remember, as a template, it has to be as a template.